I'm sorry, growing one gym is easy. It just is. Like we have eight, 10, 15 clients that probably like non-guru clients in our agency that are probably running gyms and businesses that would make those gurus blush. It's not hard to grow one business. Now it is hard to grow multiple locations. It takes skill, it takes leadership. It takes more than just getting lucky in one market because welcome to the Build Your Gym Pyre show presented by Gym Member Machine. This is a spot for you to hear what's working now from real gym owners that are doing it every single day. Here's the deal, guys. I selfishly wanted to create the podcast that I wanted when I was a, a wee little lad starting my gym in 2011, 2012, whatever it was. It's just that I wanted to see the stuff that I needed when I was growing up in the industry. And for the most part, when I look around now, you guys may agree or disagree, but when I look around now, most of what I see is the same outdated stuff from like three, five, 10 years ago. And if we take a an honest look at like the guru, the coaching, the marketing space, et cetera, right now, yeah, I think there's some people doing some awesome work. Shout out to Mark Fisher, Business for Unicorns. Like they do great stuff. Totally go follow them. But for the most part, I see basically people fall into three categories. Maybe there's some people in the online coaching space, but for the most part, I see people in three categories. Basically, you've got the mama's basement idiots that are promising you 824 members in 44 seconds with no extra work. Good luck. If you want to work with those guys, by all means, go to your news feed, scroll down for two seconds. You're going to find somebody. If you're looking for that person, you're probably in the wrong spot. On the other side of that continuum, right? On the other side of the people that like took a fucking how to grow a marketing agency course and decided to slap up some Facebook ads and they're all doing the same stuff. On the other side of that, you've got what I would consider the predatory elephants in the room. I think you've got people that are doing, you know, charging 30, 50 grand to teach you how to run bait and switch challenges on one side. You've got folks that are doing cookie cutter stuff for franchises all across the board where you are literally just a number. No one that's actually in the trenches. There's something interesting. If you look at that space, no one at the top of those big companies, none of them are still running their gyms. So if the model that they were teaching was so powerful and so good and so great for you as the gym owner long-term, why wouldn't the gurus at the top still be living in that business? They'll be working in that model. Spoiler alert, what they teach is not good for a sustainable business. It's not good for sustaining your reputation. It's not good for laying your head on your Star Wars pillow at night and sleeping like a baby. These are bad predatory practices that basically damage the gym owner long-term. And you said. The reality is most of these companies don't care if it's a predatory, unsustainable, basically bad practice to run your gym with because they collect their 30, 40, 50 grand on the front end. They're typically going to get you to try to finance that offer. So they get their nice little paid in full. And then if nothing works out for you, if your gym closes, it doesn't matter. They got their 50 grand, right? That's category number two. And then category three, kind of in the middle of these guys, you've got the murky middle. You've got the folks that maybe they grew one okay gym. Maybe it was a pretty good business back in the day, five, 10 years ago, whatever it is, the gyms are typically eating shit now. And they're giving you the same information. They're teaching the same stuff that was probably outdated five years ago. As a gym owner, you have the opportunity to get your information from mama's basement folks, from folks that are teaching you stuff that honestly is probably not a great idea for the long term. And then maybe some people that grew one business and now like put on their guru hat and they're maybe teaching some stuff. I'm sorry, growing one gym is easy. It just is. Like we have eight, 10, 15 clients 
that probably like non-guru clients in our agency that are probably running gyms and businesses that would make those gurus blush. It's not hard to grow one business. Now it is hard to grow multiple locations. It takes skill. It takes leadership. It takes more than just getting lucky in one market because you were the only game in town or the marketing's really easy or whatever it is. And so I'm a little bit excited. What I didn't see was a show, a resource with people that are doing it, doing it well, doing it in ways that, hey, if you want to stay in your gym for 10, 20 years, whatever it is, you're going to have a great life doing it. You don't see that in, in other places. And so the two super handsome gentlemen, I'm here with you on the show talking way too much about they have collectively, or we have collectively, we've grown 12 to 13 different training businesses. We've got people that are still doing it. And that's why we're here because we're still doing it. We're still in the trenches. We're still doing the thing. So what we're going to do to kick off this show is basically we're going to talk some intro, talk a little bit of backstories. We're also might talk body fat percentages that came from the text messages from the, these guys a little bit earlier. If you want to skip to the useful shit and skip to the actual content, by all means, you can skip the rest of this episode. But if you want to hear the origin stories of folks that have, I did the math, 40 years of combined experience between our old asses, like let's roll. We're going to have some fun. So full disclosure, I am the tiniest sausage in the room here. I'm the little bitch in the room when it comes to the gym and training business. I'm going to get to my story in just a second. But the the guys that you see on this show, they've both been in business since 2011. I actually met Connor as a college senior on spring break. I was the college senior and like 2011, I think we went to a seminar uh, way back in the day and learn some shit. And I like to think that we've been buddies uh, ever since. Connor has tried to lose and block my number multiple times. So I don't know if he would agree, agree to that. But these guys have been in business a long time. Uh, I've been training people a little bit longer than when they started their gyms. So collectively, we got like 40 years of experience. They have grown, they're on track to hit eight figures in training sales. Training, this is not guru stuff. There's no, oh yeah, I've grown multiple seven figure businesses. And they're all the bullshit guru things that you had to shut down because you didn't take care of people. These guys have both, they're both on track to hit eight figures in training sales uh, over the next 12 months. By the way, that is eight figures a piece. So 20 mil collectively between the two of them. They both started in tiny little warehouses. Book idea, warehouse to the penthouse, build your gym empire, huh? I mean, there's something there. But they both started in tiny little facilities. I've seen them grow. Mark, I think I met when he was at one location, still in the tiny little facility. And Connor met him when he was in tiny little flay hives. Uh, what is it? Ath athlete and sports performance trainer, whatever it was, fast, tiny little warehouse. I still remember the uh, stalking the pictures of you. Like these guys are probably the best gym owners that you've never heard of, realistically. Like, I don't know if there is a better room, better set of better set of set of minds, if you will, to learn from in the training gym industry than these two guys that I have the pleasure of sharing the the mic with today. So they're absolutely kind of Titans, best kept secrets, if you will, of the gym industry. And yeah, I can't wait to learn more from you guys. I know I hit some story stuff. Connor, what did I miss? Like hit me with some of the story stuff. Like talk to us about your kind of your origins. Dude, that, that got me going, man. That got me going. Honestly, I think that covers quite a bit. I mean, like you said, we started back in 2011. I feel like my origin story is so similar to so many of the gym owners like that started back. I think it's different now, but I feel like that little like 2009 to 2012 little era, it started off as like everyone, you know, the, the warehouse space was like, you need to get the warehouse space with the high ceilings and all that stuff, you know, training athletes. And that's where where 
I definitely started, you know, I played college football. I came back to where I grew up at and the easiest transition was to go back to my high school and say, Hey, you know, let me take over your weight room and all that stuff. And let's start training athletes. Let's start training football players because that's what I knew. Right. So, um, I think that was the, the lowest hanging fruit. And so I jumped back into that. I started to actually, I opened up my business in April of 2011 while I was still in my second semester of my senior year of college. So I graduated in May. It was just like, all right, let's scrap this together. I believe that seminar that we went to was like in, it was like the week before it was, no, it was like, it was March. It was like the week before you opened. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, dude, I was so fired up after it. I was like, all right, let's go. So I went and opened up a small little hole in the wall. It was like, I think it was like a thousand square feet. And then, you know, it started off as primarily athletes and then just kind of moved to a different place. We outgrew that space. We knocked down a wall. We opened up a couple more walls. You know, we moved to a different spot and just kept growing and growing and growing. And then I quickly learned some hard lessons, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, opened up 2011, a little over 12 years into the business. Currently have four locations. We have, uh, you know, our headquarters, which is still Flay Hives. And then we we opened up some some semi-private personal training studios. I think it covers it. I, I just remember seeing the constant growth. I think I missed on my notes the fact that, yeah, just in case, I made the dig at mentors only having one location. So both of these guys uh, have now four locations apiece, right? Mark, you're at four now with uh, the opening of of Plainfield, <laughs> kind of. And uh, Connor's already at four. When are you opening your fifth? Is that me? Yeah. Uh, the plan is uh, the fall of this year or early January of 2024. There you go. So these guys have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, all that shit. Uh, Mark? Awesome. I'm getting fired up too, like locker room style. I can tell. I can tell. The energy is just brimming. He's a Jay Cutler type former quarterback. Exactly. Wing T quarterback, you know, also backup fullback and starting linebacker. So if you can get a good visual of what that looks like. Also, the only college basketball player on this podcast, similar to what you guys are saying, was the typical meathead, literally, and wanted to train. Didn't see it it being done in my hometown the way I would like it to be and had a good vision and good dream of, of doing it. Obviously had some great mentors early on to kind of mimic for sure long story and then a lot of things came together made it happen opened in 2011 in a very small abandoned auto glass garage about 1200 square feet trained exclusively athletes at the start which was really good because i had a bunch of kids coming over because i was coaching high school football at the time and literally just poured into the original get going and pour into the original spot and fast forward a few years we expanded to a, a bigger space and then now we're literally opening our fourth next week hopefully so but expand yeah to that expand to a 10,000 square foot facility and then open number two 12,000 three 8,000 and now this one's gonna be like 11 and have learned a ton over that process so and not so much of expansion in buildings and square footage it's something we always say is like hey it doesn't matter if it's you know 40,000 square feet four or 400 like the system the level of care that we deliver is going to be the same so I take kind of that mindset towards our operation to this day especially going through this fourth location it's different stages of you learn across you learn along the way as you guys will all know and we'll get into on this on this show quite often and, you know i think well i think oh I'm, i know a lot i made i expanded i made a big facility okay i didn't know anything when i opened number two and then number two is like oh man i didn't know anything i can't believe i thought i knew something and number three man i really learned a lot when you opened number three you know which was on the tail end of covid and that's a whole story in itself and then number the last year planning this number fourth location and doing some stuff we've done oh man now i think i know now i might know so (laughs) 
but that's just kind of how it goes. And that's, that's reference to the show of, Hey, what would, what do we wish we would have had when we first got started and who would I love to hear from on, on the nitty gritty, you know, cause all of us big training wise, we still in the, I mean, again, still into training and all that, but went from being on the gym floor training to now running companies. Um, that's a big deal. And we're currently at 30 staff members. 30 employees, you know, and another 12 interns or so. We have about 25, 30 interns a year. So there's a lot of bodies and a lot of moving parts of the company like ours. And that's changed really quickly in the last couple of years. And what would you want to know if that's in your future? You know, all that kind of stuff. So really excited to do this again for locations based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, born and raised. So that's where, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I think one of the things that I would love for listeners to know is that, and I, I feel like maybe I mentioned this, but like these guys have grown their gyms and we've grown our companies by very similar values, right? We've taken care of the people that we work with. We've taken care of the clients that we led with a, I feel like a heart of service sounds a little cheesy maybe for where we were going tone wise, but like realistically, like we led with a, uh, with an eye for service and taking care of people and providing folks at the things, the things that we feel like we didn't have, right. Or that we didn't see in our communities. It's the same thing on how we've kind of done things in uh, the, how I started things in the gym business. And then now how we've tried to take things in kind of the agency guru, whatever the hell space, my story is somewhat similar in the summer. We made meat helmets. Uh, Hey, Hey, someone name the movie, huh? We got three seconds. I'm you got to name the movie. With Fucking that, hey. With that one. Little Austin Powell. In the summer, we made meat helmets. I had a Belgian oh, prostitute named. Dr. Evil. There we go. Thank you. By the way, if you're still listening, this shit's going to go off the rails. Probably a fucking lot. Um, not if Mark has anything to do with it, but I don't think Mark will be able to control the two out of control freight trains that are uh, Connor and I. Um, my story is really pretty similar. I, I started training folks like strength conditioning back in my hometown, football players out of. Um, like out of the back of my truck, out of the garage, et cetera. Uh, opened my first gym in 2012. I chased wifey up to Minnesota where she was doing her PhD. So we didn't know anybody. No one knew who we were, et cetera, et cetera. But the, I think the interesting thing about my gym experience when I think back to it is that I always knew, we always knew as a family, we were going to move back to Texas. So everything that we did was built towards an eye of shit. I need to be able to manage this remotely when we move, when we move back. And that I think gave me a lot of sort of unique uh experience sort of in that space. So we moved back to Texas in like 2016. I started to do some coaching in a mastermind group that we were all a part of, I think at that time, um, started doing some marketing stuff as just sort of a marketing guy for a couple of uh, maybe bigger names in the industry. Um, kind of during that time, I started, because we, we said, oh, these guys have worked with you know, 12, 13 locations. Well, these guys are eight collectively. Um, I've been a part of five total gym businesses or fitness training business, whatever you want to call it, um, over the years. The way I expanded was more like if you guys have seen Marcus Limonis, the prophet, I don't even know if those still air, but like they're good little businessy videos. Like they're, they're good stuff to watch. If you want to get some, watch some TV and feel like you're getting some entrepreneurial juice. But basically I did a, a handful of partnerships like that. And there were some really, really great ones that worked out awesome. And there were some incredible, like off the rails horror stories that I'm sure I will share at some point. But basically for, for me, everything changed when my first son was born. So I don't really want to give kids names and shit, but like my, my firstborn, basically he had to have surgery about a weekend of being born, had a bunch of issues, all those things. And so like during that first year of him being alive, the ownership of that mastermind group changed and that like led to a split and a breakup in there. On the gym side, it became super clear that in my first gym in Minnesota, like I was not going to fly up 
to fix things if the shit hit the, hit the fan in that facility. Like I wasn't going to go live there for three months and restaff and do whatever I needed to do on that front. And then basically like that switched everything. So I had that in combination with basically buddies, like people like you guys that I sort of grew up in the industry with that were coming to me being screwed over by other masterminds, mentorship companies. That was kind of the beginning of the fake free bait and switch thing. So people were saying, oh my gosh, I dropped 16K on this like bait and switch stuff. And my business is basically dying. GR, you need to help me. My focus basically switched to living in this space. I felt like the market was saying, hey, JR, like you kind of need to do this shit and you're not going to fly to any of your gyms to fix those things in person. So maybe uh, you should focus focus here. And that's that's what we've done. I've been trying like hell to kind of fix what I see as issues, what's wrong with the guru mentorship, whatever the hell agency space. And uh, statistically, you guys didn't do, Mark, you said 60 degrees of sol- shoulder flexion on our notes. I feel like we didn't hit all, all of our notes there because I was going to make a, a knee flexion joke because daddy needs knee surgery. But basically in terms of stats, I had like mid seven figures of just like fitness gym sales. I'm not counting any of the guru company stuff because you're not listening to grow a guru company. You're listening to grow your gym pyre. And uh, mid seven figures of uh, fitness sales over the years, still have active ownership in a, in a fitness company uh, today. I've got uh, over a thousand gym owners. I did some math, over a thousand gym owners coached in either a group or one-on-one setting over the years of, of doing coaching in this space. So I've seen stuff from you name a gym business model, a training gym model. I've probably tried to help somebody um, through that journey. And uh, see, I have my notes here, about 22 pounds overweight, 6% excess body fat and 60 degrees of knee flexion because I tried to dislocate my knee playing pickup basketball like a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't want to talk about basketball. Um, but one of our values at Power Strength Training Systems is have a servant's heart right and so i think that's really cool because when you start to gather that we have a couple other ones of course but when you start to focus on that of like hey how do we just serve members how do you serve the team and focus on that like you're not focused on maybe building a brand for yourself and well that's right or wrong it's not, it's not i'm not getting to that right now but the right values fuel growth and the right values to focus on that for long enough and you're what we say move the chains quite a often you're moving the chains and focus on the right values the right values then you're going to grow and it's going to be that fuel for that growth too. So I think that's an important thing to, to focus on as you start to build maybe a one gym or build a gym pyre is to focus on that and align with that. Cause otherwise you could be chasing, chasing the gurus that aren't going to get you there or chasing a dream that may not get there or chasing actions or habits that aren't going to get you there either. So focusing on those right values, I think are, are really big. Connor. Any more fun? I I no, I I agree. What's so cool is that I think that is the foundation of where we see so eye to eye among the three of us. Um, but talk about how different we could be with the direction and the paths that we went and and just you know getting into the nitty-gritty of the gym business, our models are so different. Mm-hmm. And we're all finding success in building those models and scaling to multiple locations with uh with some of those systems and processes, but it all falls back to how we started out with the foundation that we had with the values that we had and kept in keeping those at the forefront. You know, Mark said that his, uh, one of his values at power strength is yeah. Servants are ours is treat people as guests. So, I mean, you know, just a different way of looking at it, different way of thinking about it. And as you listen to this podcast, you'll see Mark and I are so much alike in a lot of ways and probably the exact opposite in a lot of ways. But I, I think having that at the, at the forefront is one of the reasons for our success and in, in scaling some of the uh, businesses that we're in. So honestly, like I'm excited to speak on this. I'm excited excited to be a part of this. And I think uh, you guys will get a ton out of this. I fucked up literally everything you could fuck up in the first gym. Uh, but one thing that I've had as a value in that and any business that I've been a part of since 
shoot every client like they're your mother, your brother, your child. Holy shit. Three, three, three roads to the same end destination. This is going to be awesome. So appreciate you guys for sticking with us on the origin story. We're going to bring more value on the next episode. We'll see you there.